Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalise the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Ashley Lewis who is a mum of two and is currently Mrs. Oklahoma America. Ashley uses her platform to advocate for infertility, miscarriage and perinatal depression. Ashley, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. It's a pleasure having you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. So I want you to start off by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. My name is Ashley Lewis, and I am a wife and mom of two, and I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I am the current Mrs. Oklahoma America. Amazing. So I want us to go a little bit deeper, and I want you to sort of explain your story and the ups and downs of going through fertility treatment and dealing with the issues around fertility. Absolutely. Um, This is something that's so, so important to me now that I've been through it personally. uh, It has a whole new meaning. And so first off, we'll start back when my husband and I were married. We knew that we wanted to have kids, but we wanted to be able to enjoy our marriage first. Um, So when we decided to have kids, we honestly didn't expect the trials and tribulations that come with fertility or infertility. And we went through about two and a half years of ups and downs. And I had two different surgeries to help with the endometriosis and the polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then we shortly, uh, quickly realized that things weren't going to be as easy as we thought it was going to be. And we ended up resulting to first medicated cycles, which is usually Clomid, um, or, um, there's a, another one that I can't think of the name right now. I'm sorry. Famara, Famara. Mm-hmm. And we chose to go ahead and go that route first before resulting to IUI or IVF. And the first month that we did it, it did not work. Um, and then the second month we did get pregnant and had a very early miscarriage, but honestly, we saw that miscarriage as hope because, for the longest time, we didn't think it could happen. And that was just validation that it can happen. Our bodies know what they're supposed to do. And, uh, we were just going to try again. And so we took a month off and we just decided, you know, let's just kind of like relax, take a break. What a lot of people tend to do. And then we started on Samara and ended up getting pregnant with what we call our rainbow baby. And what that is, is um, a child that is born after a miscarriage is considered the rainbow baby. So through my whole pregnancy, obviously it was uh, an amazing, like monumental, um, I'm sorry, monumental um, experience because again, it was something that we had hoped and prayed for for so long. Mm-hmm. And we finally were granted that. And Um, I had the best pregnancy and my delivery was hard. And I think I struggled a little bit with some PTSD just from the length of it and expectations. Definitely my biggest advice for a new mom is 
don't go in with just plan A, have a plan B and C because most of the time plan D is what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at least you kind of have that in the back of your mind and have low expectations. Um, but after coming home with her, I remember walking through the threshold of our garage door and I just had this overwhelming anxiety come over me and, um, I didn't feel adequate to be her mom. I had, I was missing that connection with my baby. Mm Um, I was struggling myself with the healing process and I just didn't know how I was going to take care of myself, let alone a baby. And honestly, it gave me a lot of anxiety just to even look at her because I was constantly waiting for that next moment that she would wake up and I would have to tend to her because I felt like I was the only person that could do anything for her. Right. Which I know is not true now, but those are the lies that are fed to you when you struggle with postpartum. And I remember praying every single night and saying, you know, God, if you will give me if you can just allow me to like keep my head above water, I will do whatever it is in your power to make sure that my story is heard. I I will find a platform to share my story. I will shout it from the rooftops. And once my postpartum subsided, I was approached by someone completely out of the blue about doing the Mrs. Oklahoma pageant. And it's not anything I ever thought of. I didn't even know it existed. Um, so I started doing research on it and I prayed about it and I was like, okay, I really feel like this is, this is that platform that I'm supposed to be, you know, utilizing. And sure enough, I decided, okay, you know what, what the heck? I have nothing to lose. I am going to just share my story and my passion and my why and hope and hopes it can help one person. And I ended up winning the Mrs. Oklahoma pageant. And now I am getting ready to leave on Friday to compete at Mrs. America in Las Vegas and get to share my story and my journey all over again. And I am just so fortunate and grateful that I get to do that. Amazing. And I think it's so positive as well that you kind of find a, found an angle that kind of rebirthed you as well a little bit, you know, like going through something. Yeah doing something that you never thought about doing before. Sort of highlight what you think needs to be done to recognize more or for everyone to recognize more about prenatal and postnatal depression. Because I know that you spoke earlier that there's things that are said um, to people suffering from postnatal depression that's not very useful, helpful, or, you know, constructive. Absolutely. So my, I feel like my goal is to, which I, it's kind of a difficult time right now because of COVID and everything that's going on with that. But, um, my goal is to get into the hospitals, into the birthing classes that are offered at the hospitals and speak on postpartum, because a lot of times I think number one, our doctors don't really speak on postpartum care enough. I think that perinatal mental health is just as important as prenatal health. Mm -hmm. We go, I mean, here in, in America, you know, we go to the doctor every month 
And then when you get to a certain point, you go every two weeks. And then when you get to another point, you go every week. And I think it's so important for women to also have that postnatally as well, because we probably need it more after we've had the baby. And so my goal is really just to bring more awareness to postpartum and perinatal mental health, because I believe social media has created this unrealistic expectation of what motherhood should look like and a highlight reel, if you will. And so women like me, who I was an only child, so I was never around babies or siblings. Me too. And I really had no idea what to expect. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably can agree a little bit on the fact that, you know, you're, yeah, you, you just, you look at your friends that have had kids or, or what you're seeing on social media and nobody's posting about the colicky baby who's crying all night long or the lip and tongue tie that's creating a nursing, you know, issue. Um, all of the trials and tribulations of the personal health and, um, recovery that you go through as a mom, like sitting on the toilet, changing your own diaper, like that's not shown and talked about on social media. So that, that expectation is just not there. And I think that it's so important for women to know what to truly expect. So that way they can recognize the signs and get help as soon as, as soon as possible. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because I had, I literally today just come off a pre-podcast meeting with someone who was saying that she runs a clinic where pretty much 95% of women who right after they have their child sort of experience this anxiety, depression, um, sort of kind of trauma like feeling. Um, and it is so more common than it's spoken about because as you mentioned, there's so much emphasis on social media about showing the perfect side of motherhood and not enough about the raw side of what the reality is of motherhood, you know? Exactly. And I think too, that um, society kind of tells us that we're supposed to be so excited. We have this beautiful new life that a lot of people hope, but yet I'm, maybe I need some help too, you know? And it's just this like fine line of where, like, am I being selfish as a mom? Is this normal? Is this not normal? My friends didn't go to fight yourself mentally. And it's just, it, it makes for this like crazy whirlwind experience. Yeah. Yeah, is exactly. And I, I, I think that that's also the guilt apart kind of a vicious cycle I'm sure you you're you're aware of it yourself it's kind of like a vicious cycle where you feel guilty for having these emotions you feel ungrateful because all you've ever wanted was a kid and then you get the kid and then you're feeling not these positive emotions that you thought you would feel and then 100% kind of feel like oh god I don't really want to share this because people are going to say how ungrateful are you or in my case the fear of if I complain too much it'll be taken away it's just a vicious cycle and I think it's such a positive thing that you created this platform and you're on this new journey with this in mind that empowers so many other women as well and again like I said earlier that you've taken this journey 
Um, so sort of rebirthing yourself in something that you never thought you would do, I'm sure that's definitely helped with um, recovering from uh, postnatal depression. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm just going to be very transparent with you. Um, my first time around, I chose to try to handle my anxiety and depression on a more natural, holistic approach. And I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot mm -hmm. and prayer is powerful. Um, but then I had my son, um, seven months ago and on the third day, after having him, I started recognizing the signs of it again. And this time around, I just knew that I couldn't go through what I went through with my daughter and I couldn't put my family through that, nor could I put my daughter through that because she's old enough now to see that, you know, as a baby, they don't, they have no idea. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, I ended up, um, contacting my doctor and she prescribed me Zoloft and I'm not saying that, you know, medication is for everybody. I didn't think it was for me, but I finally got to a point where I needed help. And that was the help that really changed my life and allowed me to be the best mom that I could be for a time, a short time period to get through that difficult transition. Yeah. And again, I'm not coming on here like promoting that in any sense. I don't want to come off that way. I just am saying, I'm just more saying that I was very hard headed and stubborn the first time around. And there was help that I could have taken to overcome it quicker. And I chose not to. And this time around, I chose to do that way sooner. And I think I recovered quicker from that. Yeah. And but every pregnancy is different. Yeah, exactly. And let's just be very clear as well at least you were able to be brave enough to ask for help i always say that to to plenty of guests and many of guests because so many of us are so scared to even ask for help so to even recognize that you need assistance with something and be open about it i think is sort of brave within itself you know because not a lot of us get help when we need help or even want to recognize that we need assistance with our Absolutely. emotions you know um i think that's a mom thing <laughs> definitely definitely because you know that lingering judgment i feel yeah but we're always taking we're always taking care of others that we forget to take care of ourselves that too so ashley tell us more about your journey of being mrs oklahoma and why you chose to embark on this journey absolutely so again i kind of touched on it in the beginning basically just the direction that i went through between the infertility the miscarriage the perinatal mental health i again i just kept praying to god like get me out of this storm and i will do whatever it takes to share my story and my platform. Like I will make it my mission to make sure that someone else doesn't have to live through the same craziness that I went through in hopes that I can help at least one person, or even, even if it's a husband or a doctor mm -hmm. understand better where a woman is coming from. That's been in that scenario. And <clears throat> through all of this, I've actually been encouraged to, you know, do the pageant and then did the pageant and won the pageant. And ironically enough, after winning the pageant, 
I actually found, that's when I found out I was pregnant with my son. So through all of that, I actually was not able to compete at the Mrs. America pageant last year because it was on my due date for my son. So this year I recompeted at Mrs. Oklahoma and, um, I have that title now and I'm able to compete at Mrs. America this year. So it's been a journey for sure, but I haven't given up on it because it's so important to me that I keep my promise and that I continue sharing my story because especially now that we're going through COVID and mental health is on the rise and being a stay-at-home mom can be very difficult sometimes being cooped up all day long with two kids. You're, you're not having an adult conversation. You know, all you're doing is tending to others constantly. So there's a lot of kind of depression that can go along with that as well. Yes, I'm absolutely grateful for my children. You know, my children are my everything, but the pa- I chose to do the pageant because I needed something for me. Mm-hmm. I needed something to get back to where I was. So that's a very long answer as to kind of what brought me full circle back into the doing the Mrs. Oklahoma pageant and sharing my story. But ultimately it's also led me to now working with uh, postpartum support international and working towards my perinatal mental health certificate, which is just a fancy certificate piece of paper, just showing that I have the knowledge to mentor women and the different um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, contributions that I can make based off that knowledge. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that as well. Amazing. <laughs> well, congratulations on winning Mrs. Oklahoma and congratulations. Thank you so much. Even being brave enough to compete, I could never imagine doing something like that. So kudos. I was going to say, we need to get you competing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm too shy. <laughs> Oh, well, you don't seem like it. You seem so sweet and laid back and encouraging. You'd be so good at, good for it. Oh, thank you. Sometimes, thank you. sometimes we got to step out of our comfort zone. You may find a new passion. That's true. <laughs> that is very, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> but before we wrap this up, I would love you to tell our listeners where they can find you and even like, find information about postpartum or anything like that or anything that you can sort of help any our listeners with um let us know where they can find you absolutely so you can reach me on instagram at ashley a-s-h-l-e-y underscore lewis l-e-w-i-s underscore 14 that's the number one four or you can also reach me at the mrs oklahoma pageant all one word instagram page and lastly you can get more information from postpartum support international by googling they have a hotline that I believe is so imperative for men and women to know about because ultimately if someone's in need, they can get them help through this 1-800 number. And I would like to share that it is 1-800-944-4773. Again, if you know somebody or you are that somebody that is needing help and needs to talk to somebody, please, please, please reach out to this helpline. They are there to help you. 
Amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being so open and honest with your own stories and your journey and allowing an, uh, us mothers to basically relate to you, you know, and relate to your story and being brave enough to be so open and honest about your story. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I love getting to know you and I appreciate all that you do as well. Thank you. No problem at all. It was no Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like, and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the Mummy Warriors. See you next week.